More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And welcome. You're listening to Mish at IPL, and this is Good Vibrations. So that was Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. That's my intro song for the Fridays from 12 till 3. Thanks for listening in. Um, so my session today is – it's actually my second time on radio. So it's all about 80s-inspired uh, music, which I absolutely love the 80s. And I also want to make this session um, for you. So if you want to have your story, your mental health inspirational story on the radio, I'd love to have you in. And I'm lucky enough to have in Gwen with me today. She's got some uh, in- inspirational mental health stories to tell us today which is very courageous of you thank you so much for coming in Gwen um it's going yeah a very courageous thing to do um and I understand that things can be quite difficult to to say so please make sure that you if you're you're not comfortable with something just let me know please only say things that you're comfortable to to obviously answer if you're not just please say no um I also need to let you know that IPL aren't a mental health uh, professionals so we can't give advice in any way so it's just a, a platform to give us your mental health stories so people can be inspired. Um, so please just make, sh- make sure that you also don't use any personal names. This is your story, not everybody else's story. So please keep privacy. Um, yeah, just remember privacy. So no employment names, no business names, addresses, uh, and trying to keep names, sort of no surnames, etc. Um, so hopefully that's all okay with you. So I was going to first ask you, Gwen, um, was there an event that actually changed your mental health? Was there actually something that actually happened to you that, that changed your or declined in your mental health? Yes, about 10 months ago I was subjected to bullying in the workplace. Okay. All right, so let's just go back for a moment let's, so that we can judge from what you were like beforehand. What was your life before the event? What were you like yeah. in, a, in your relationships, in your, in your life? How, were you, how has that changed you? So what were you like before that actually the event? Oh, it was, it was a wonderful life, really. Um, I was very happy in my job, been there for 10 years and was really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the rapport with other staff yeah. and I felt I had quite a good respect from the other staff. Okay. Can I ask you what sort of position you were in? I was in admin. Oh, admin, okay. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, things were going really good in my personal life and work life and I looked forward to going to work and right. I could see myself being there till I was in a Zimmer frame Wow. Much, okay. So. Okay, so what happened? The bullying started. Was there someone new that did that? Yes, someone got a promotion. Oh, right. uh, and the management had changed previously mm-hmm. and this person got a promotion and while everything was wonderful at first and this person relied on me because I had been there for 10 years. Experience, new, yeah. Yeah. Um, she relied on me to, you know, help her out, help mm-hmm. us to get started and mm-hmm. everything was going really wonderfully. And then one day it just changed. This person just came to my desk and stood over me and wow. said, and from now on, this is how it's going to be. How long was it after they started? About two months or so. So do you think this person had got everything they needed from you and then the power hit? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, yeah. Absolutely. And there was also, I feel that this person was also a little intimidated by the fact that I had oh, been there that right. long. Oh, right, yeah, jealousies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. that was that was the 
So what, what sort of things was this person doing that, that, that caused the bullying or what was the bullying? Uh, she would do things like I would be talking, she would come in and say something. Obviously she was upset about something, mm. stressed. Um, she used to get really quite stressed with deadlines, etc. Yeah. And she used to come in, blurt out what she needed to. I would try and respond calmly and she would slam the door in my face. Wow. Um, that kind of thing. Or mm. she would um, tell me something that she wanted me to get done mm. and then she would say... And don't forget, I told you too. So that was kind of a intimidation, yeah. And it was the tone, the okay. undercurrent, yep. the constant undercurrent. Was it just this one person you were getting it from? Yes. Okay. And how long did you put up with this for? I brought it to the attention of upper management. Yeah. Um, a few months later, we had a mediation meeting. Oh, good. She outrightly lied mm. in the mediation meeting where do you go from that when someone's lying yeah and then the next day i handed in my resignation oh gosh and i was then called in um to the upper management's office mm. and they said look we only just had the mediation we you know you've been here such a long time you're such a valued employee can we ask you to reconsider Without giving you any support on what was no been happening? Okay. No support, <coughs> apart from the fact that I had rung Beyond Blue yep. the night before because I was really climbing the walls, yep. um, very anxious and upset because yeah, it's a very upsetting thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they actually mentioned the um, program called EAP. Okay. Employee. Yes, I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah. 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 So, what's that stand for? Employee Employee Assistance Program. Program. Yep. So I mentioned that to upper management, mm. and they provided me with a few sessions, which were really, really helpful. Yeah. They were very helpful. But you think that they would have offered that before the mediation? No. <laughs> so you didn't well, get any didn't. support at all no. until you handed your notice in, pretty much. Handed the notice in. They refused. Mm. I kept trying. I, they they um, actually offered me a couple of weeks of stress leave. Okay. Um, then I did the program with EAP. How did you go with that, by the way, the EAP? EAP? Yeah. Wonderful. Cannot say more. You know, it's, mm. it was – the lady of the council was absolutely brilliant. And it's all private, you know, like Very no private. one knows who you are. I think a lot of yeah. people out there – because I don't think people realise there's EAP. Yes. Uh, most companies have them or have some way of, of providing them and I think a lot of people think they're going to know my story and I'm too embarrassed. No, she made it very, very clear that nothing goes back to the employer. Okay. The only thing that goes back is the fact that you had these sessions but there were, there's no reporting back to the at, employer at all. at all. So what happens to any reporting? Does that get – who holds all that information? I imagine uh, – well, the company that um, – did you want me to mention the company? I think they probably got different I think contracts. Yeah, there's, 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 it depends but on the anyway, contract, whoever, yeah. Whoever yeah. it was yeah. that got me in, yeah. I imagine they hold that They'd hold that, okay. Yeah. And, and no matter who asks for that information, so if management was to ask that information, I'm assuming that it doesn't go any further no, than that. it's totally confidential. Okay, there's that's a good. breach of privacy if they do. Okay, great. Because I think that, that concerns a lot of people that I'm going to lose my job if they hear my story. Mm. Um, yeah, you've really got to understand that it is private and confidential and, and also being um, in the medical profession, of course, they can't say anything that's anyway. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm glad you actually did that, the EAP. Yeah. That's brilliant. So, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you guys out there are having any trouble at work, check into an EAP or ask management about an EAP 
because you can get some free sessions. Um, and as Gwen was saying, they were quite helpful for you. Yes, very much so. Okay, so where did we go after the EAP sessions? The EAP um, really did confirm that I wasn't going crazy. Okay, good. <laughs> um, that, in fact, the things that I was saying was, was pretty much... Um, confirming that you know sometimes when someone gets into a position of power Mm. um they do well she labeled it a misuse of power okay um and so realistically that's mostly what we talked about we talked about how i move forward exactly yeah whether i want to quit that position Mm. you know or stay and keep trying she Mm. gave me some really great skills and some things in my toolbox that I could Excellent. use um, if I wanted to stay yeah. there. Um, or for future use, of course. Hopefully of you don't course, have to use it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you're always learning. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. Everything. Right. So. so it wasn't so much them talking about what had happened, but how you can overcome or move forward. Exactly. Which exactly. is a lot about the mental health. It's not about the issue. It's more about how you can... Um, Move forward and yeah, yep, rise exactly and rise right. and rise above it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we had, I um, <coughs> had some sick leave, and we um, uh, I then contacted the employer. I couldn't even walk into that office. Oh gosh, I had a bit of a breakdown, mm. a bit of a emotional breakdown, yep. and I had to leave the office. Wow. And I couldn't even think about walking in because I would just get yep, all those yep. anxiety symptoms back. would yep. come back. So I then asked my doctor for some sick leave, mm-hmm. which I had heaps of sick leave yep. in 10 years. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you um, collect a lot of sick yeah. leave when you're happy with your job. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so I um, contacted the employer and said, can we get together and discuss how I can get back to work because I do want to get okay, back to good. work. Yep. But I need you to make the workplace safe for me. Yeah, and absolutely. this is where EAP were really helpful because they gave me the words to say. Okay, good. And reinforced to me, don't get caught up in the what happened, yep. but more about solution focus. Exactly, yeah. Um, so that was really helpful. So I went in and, um, yeah, we, we did that, but unfortunately... There was nowhere to go. Okay, so they couldn't offer you anything else? Another, they couldn't offer you a solution for employment? No. In a safe environment? Other than say that this person is my manager. Yeah. Um, I need to get along with her and respect her. Um, and maybe maybe the bullying wasn't as bad. Oh, either. really? Yeah, it wasn't as bad as, as you thought. So this this manager that has been bullying, were they spoken to about their bullying in any way at all? I have no idea. Oh, wow. No idea. So they've taken the fact that you've been there for 10 years, yeah. someone's just walked in for two months and they've accepted the fact that it's just the way it is and yes. you've got to do what you've got to do. And I realised when I was talking to upper management, the mm. particular person, that he himself was a bully by what he was doing. Is that he was right? belittling me. He was, like, oh, he wow. was, was minimising everything that wow. I was saying. When I said to him, I've been here 10 years, I'd mm. like you to consider the fact that I've been here mm, 10 loyal. years. Yeah. I've got on really well with every other manager that I've had. Mm. And I had a few in mm. my 10 years. Why on earth now would I want to create such stress? Exactly. 
why would I? Bring why would it I bring it? Up it? Yeah. Why would I make it up now? Yeah. Because I'm really happy with my yeah. work. Wow, what a shame. His response. Who knows why people do the things they do? You're kidding. Okay. Well, so this 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 manager actually fits in quite well with the big boss, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, so, where did you go from this point on? So, you've you've definitely made the decision to quit. Yes. Did you give them notice, or did you need to leave straight away? I actually contacted the. I think it's the Fair Work. Commission yeah, Fair Work. Yeah, Commission. Fair Work Ombudsman. Yep. And I said, look, I have got umpteen weeks of sick leave. Mm. If I was to give my notice, could my sick leave cover yep. my resignation time? Yep. And they said, yes, absolutely. Okay, brilliant. Because I just could you not couldn't go back. walk in no. there. I had been there for 10 years. Wow. Happy as walking in there. Just one person has morning, ruined everything. This one person just upended my whole, whole life. World, whole world, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so so you then gave you notice yeah. based on the fact you had annual leave, which is great, so you'd never had leave. to go back in there again. No. They had to accept the fact that you were going because yeah. they couldn't offer you anything else. What were your next th- – what what did you do next? What was your next plan? <laughs> fall to pieces for a bit? I did fall to pieces mm. for a bit and um, my daughter had to do the heavy talk. Okay. And, yeah, she just pretty much said, you need to get out of this. Okay, you, good. You need to get out of this frame. Yeah. You'll find a job. You're very capable. Yeah. Um, thing that happens when you go through something like oh, what I went through, mm. your, your confidence is shattered. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. shattered. Yeah. And you don't think you're employable anymore. No. You don't think you'll be able to sit at a desk anymore. Mm. You think that every time someone talks to you, they're going to bully you. Can I, can I just jump in for a second? How old were you when this was all happening? In your 30s, 40s, 50? This was only... This year. Oh, this okay, fine. <laughs> Sorry. So, okay. So, what I was trying to get at was the fact that as you get older, because I think we're in our fifties, right? Yes. As you get older, and, and that's another reason why you think you're going to be no good. There's exactly. going to be younger people that want that job. They're going to take the younger person, even though you've got all the experience in the world that you can offer. Yeah. The young person will still get that job. So, Absolutely. not only have you got the the lack of confidence for what's happened to you, you've also got the lack of confidence in, in because of the age. Um, yes, yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. So yeah, I, I understand how, where you where you're coming from. This this position, this job, had an emotional um, attachment. Okay, I was emotionally attached to this because it was the first job I got when I oh wow when I actually my marriage separated. Oh my okay, marriage broke up yep, and yep. I didn't think I was employable. Oh no, um, and this job came along and just gave me so much confidence wow. and made me feel like wow, I can do stuff. You know, yep. I can. I am. And then for that to be knocked down after 10 years is... And in, in such a cruel way. It was very cruel. Yeah. Okay, so we, you've left. Yep. You've, your daughter's been helping you out. Yeah. What, are, have you been getting any other help professionally? No, no, but with EAP, mm. you do have... The, you do have access to them three months after you. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So um, I'm about to do another round okay. with, yeah. with EAP. Yeah, okay, good. Um, just, to, just to make sure that I'm on track. Okay, fine. Yeah. So you're not seeking any medical help? No, I've done CBT in the past mm. um, and I find that very, very helpful for me. Okay. And the counselling has been helpful. So I feel... 
my, I guess my, um, the way that I gauge whether I'm in a good place or not, yep. or I'm in an okay place, yep. I wouldn't say I'm in a great place, I'm mm. in an okay place, yep. I'm moving forward, good, which is good. something. Um, the way I gauge that is my motivation level. Okay, yeah, I understand motivation that. Motivation to yep. do things, yep. motivation to have a shower, Absolutely. motivation to go for a walk or, you know, any yep, of mine, those I things. Understand. It's, it's the motivation. So where are you, what are you feeling today? And, and you know what, coming in, why did you come in today? What, what made you come in today? I wanted to come in today and say to people, you don't have to accept bullying Good. in the workplace. Mm. You really don't. You might, or bullying full stop. Well, bullying full stop, yep. absolutely. You might feel like... Yeah, you're never going to get a job or this mm. is your lot and you have to put up with it or you're the second-rate citizen, therefore that's what we put mm. up with. No, absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. There is more out there. Mm. You just have to trust and, you know, take that jump. Yeah, just absolutely. Just do that jump. Put that foot in front of the other. And that's the hardest thing yeah. when, you, when you suffer from depression or anything like that. Just stepping through that door... Yeah. Or just, it's really hard. And once you've done it there, you go, gosh, I should have done that before. Yeah. I wish I'd done that earlier. Yeah. I, I, I honestly thought that um, you've got to be strong to put up with the bully. You know, you just be strong. Mm. Just mm. be strong. It's difficult. Just, just, you know, block it out. Just mm. get on with your work. Do what they say. Be strong. Mm. Well, you know what? I actually found that stepping away from there takes strong, much more stronger. strength. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. And, I, and I, now that I've done it, I'm like, wow, this is what it means to be a strong wow. person. Not just sitting there taking, taking that it, rubbish. That's not, yeah, exactly. This is what it means wow. to be a strong person to say, even after I've loved that job 10 years, I'm walking away from rubbish. Wow. You know, I'm not, I, I love the company. I'm walking around from one well, particular you, person. You know, you're, you're, if you're working full-time, you're with them like for at least yeah. 40 hours of a week. Yeah. And, you know, you can't even deal with one hour of bullying. It's horrendous. And I think for you stepping away was extremely courageous. And you coming in today was extremely courageous. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. So did it, was it the ad that I put on um, over the air or was it something I put on Facebook that you popped on to? It was on Facebook. Was that through Circle of Friends? Yes. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about Circle of Friends for a quick sec. Yeah. There is a, a group. Well, we're in Rockingham area. There is a, a group called Circle of Friends in the Rockingham, Quinana, I think, and Beldivis area. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like coffee chats in the uh, mid, mid-morning mornings, sometimes like that. So look it up on, on Facebook. It's called Circle of Friends. I've been there once before because I'm also going through a bit of a depression thing, uh, although I've now got busy, which is great. <laughs> um, but they're really very open, no judgment whatsoever. Just yeah. to go in there, you can talk as much as you want or as little as you like, yeah. but they're very supportive. So I'm glad that you've, you've seen that on there, Gwen. And, and which one do you go to? Um, I go to the one at Waikiki. At Waikiki, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, I've been to the Quinana one, which is quite a new one actually, yeah. which is at Quinana Dime. I, I must be honest and say, when I saw the ad, it just came up as Circle of Friends. Yeah. And go and have a coffee at the Dome. And I honestly didn't realise it was a mental health thing. Oh, right. <laughs> I yeah. just thought, you know what, I need to get out I, of the house and I need yeah. to mix with different people. I actually didn't consider it to be a mental health thing. I thought it was particularly, because I don't have a, a large group of friends. Yeah. But uh, so I really needed to, to get to know people. So I actually thought it'd be something that I could get to know people. And yeah, you know what? It's a bit so of both. A bit of both. That's right. You know? Yeah. And, and being sociable is good for your mental health anyway. Exactly. And that's yeah. what I think I needed once I made the decision. Yes, I'm yeah. quit. And then it was, you know, you made the decision. Uh, that's what I feel. Yeah. I made the decision and it's like you take that jump, but you're, you're like you're on a tightrope or you're, mm. it's like you're, you're just falling into an abyss of nothing. That's, yeah, that's how I get. And so I thought yeah. I needed to have yeah. people or 
an event or something that yep. I can say, right, yep. at this time of the day, on this day, yes, exactly. week, I can go yep. there. Yep. You know, so I, I needed to have that. Yeah, I, I, for my mental health, I particularly like to have something planned for each day. Even if it's for an hour, I yep. know tomorrow I've got something planned. Yep. I know the next day I've got something planned. I don't try to plan plan too far ahead but I know I have to have something each day yes. it gives me that motivation to get out of bed and to move on so um, yeah it is the motivation and having a plan I think is the way for me yeah. it works for me yeah. yeah so is there anything that you haven't spoke about today that you wanted to discuss or you wanted to bring up um I don't know you've got me on the whole <laughs> <of that question. laughs> so um, I just I just wanted to make sure that you you were happy with the story that you've told today and there was nothing that you've missed out that you wanted to bring up yeah. that you got you go, you're going to walk out the door and go gosh I wish I'd have said that or <laughs> I forgot to say that because if there is and you've forgotten about it now you're very welcome to come back at any time just let me know yeah. and we can you know do this another time if you'd yeah. like um and just to see you, how you're going yeah the I think mainly the big thing is that for me personally, and mm. I guess other people have felt this mm. way because, you know, basically we are all people. Yep. <laughs> for me it was like um, I felt like I had to do it on my own. Uh, unfortunately, like I think it is very yeah. yeah, very much on your own. That there was yeah. nobody that understood what I was going exactly. through. And then once I started talking to people, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, the yep. amount of people that are affected by the same thing I yep. was affected by. Yep. It's like, yep. this is like a pandemic. It is. Well, it is. <laughs> it is actually, um, yeah. So I want to... Make people aware Good. that you can't do this on your own. Exactly. Reach out. Reach exactly. out. You don't yeah. have to go, you know, to a hospital or to... No, not at all. If that's not what is for you. Mm. But reach out to people. Reach out to friends, to family. Definitely, definitely, know, definitely. And let them know how you're feeling. Yep. Be prepared that they're going to challenge you sometimes, which is and some how people, my daughter a lot of, rolls. Some people don't understand and, and won't accept it and yeah. they're the people that you don't want in your life. That's right. You mm. move on to someone else. I yeah. wanted to, just while we're on that note, I just wanted to give out some uh, numbers for mental health numbers while we're there, if, if that's okay with you, Gwen. Sure. Um, so I have Lifeline is 13 11 14. I've got Suicide Callback, which is 1300 659 467. There's a Kids Helpline, 1800 55 1800. There's a Men's Line, 1300 789 978. Uh, Beyond Blue, which is what I think Gwen went through, yes. it was 1300 22 4636. I'll repeat those as my, uh, my three hours comes along, so don't panic now. I'll, I'll repeat those back. But if you really do need any help with anything, please seek help. Um, it's all very confidential and um, someone out there I'm sure will be able to help you out if you've got no family that can sort you out. So Gwen, I really appreciate you coming in. It was very courageous of you to come in. I know you're a bit nervous about coming in. Thank you. Um, I was nervous about having people in. <laughs> so um, when I was talking to Gwen online, she actually indicated that she wanted uh, to have a song on and I believe it was John Farnham. Yes, it And is. The Voice. That's right. He's going through some health issues at the moment, I, know, I believe. So I poor thing. I mean, he's... Um, he has got the, the best voice. Yeah, the absolutely. absolutely the best voice. So yeah. I'm going to pop that on for you. Actually, you can introduce it if you like. Oh, love to. This is John Farnham with his wonderful song, The Voice. Be the voice. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Okay, let's try this once more. We've actually had a little bit of a technical problem, so I apologise for... 
um, not being able to put my music on, which is a shame because I love my 80s. Um, and again, thanks for Gwen for coming in. Um, the voice apparently was something wrong with that. So I'll try and get that back up later. So let's try and do some 99 Red Balloons, or as it was supposed to be called, 99 Luft Balloons with Nina. Fingers crossed. Coming to you from Rockingham, you're listening to IPL Radio. You're listening to Good Vibrations with Mish this afternoon. It's Friday. Fantastic, it's Friday. We had a lovely lady in earlier that was doing an interview with us. She had an inspiring story, which I love to have the inspiring stories. So if you've got an inspiring story to do with mental health, we'd love to have you in the studio. Or, or you can email me a story and I can read it out online or on air. Um, our email address is info at iplradio.org.au. I'll repeat that. That's info at iplradio.org.au and just use the subject, Good Vibrations. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> my mum has just actually walked in the door, which is a bit... Sorry, not my mum. <laughs> Somebody else has just walked in the door. Gosh, you look like my mum. <laughs> um, everyone's just popping in this morning and uh, interrupting me and I'm getting really nervous, so all good. <laughs> um yeah, so we just listened to a little bit of music. I had a little bit of technical issue earlier, so I do apologise about that, but hopefully um, the interview was quite clear for you all. I do have another lady coming in shortly for her inspiring story, which is fantastic. But I'm actually just going to play one of my absolute favourite songs of all time from the 80s, and I believe it was 1988. This is Blue Monday by New Order. Turn it up, dance like no one's watching, and enjoy. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Hello and thank you for listening to IPL Radio. You're listening to Mish and it's Good Vibrations this afternoon from 12 o'clock on a Friday. Um, my show is more about inspir- uh, sorry, more about 80s music because I absolutely love 80s music. Um, I like to keep the, the, the memento upbeat. And I also want to, to, to use the show as a platform for people to come in to tell their stories, just to tell us their inspirational mental health stories. And I've got a few people that are coming in the next couple of weeks. But if you ever want to come in, please let me know. You can email me on info at iplradio.org.au. Uh, I'll repeat that. That's info at iplradio.org.au if you're ever interested in coming into the studio uh, from 12 till 3 on a Friday and give us your inspirational stories that would be fantastic or if you're not able to get into the show and you're from overseas or interstate etc you could just email me in your story typing it up and I'll read it on air that would be fantastic but at the moment we have a lovely lady sitting in front of me and her name is Juliet. Hi Juliet. Hello. Hi, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it today. It's very courageous of you to come in with your story. Um, so Juliet, the first question I'm going to ask you is, was there a particular event in your life that caused your mental health decline? Yes, there was. Okay, it, there was, yeah. Yeah, there definitely was. It was just recently I've thought about this and it was from when I was 11 when I had trauma happen to okay. me. Okay, so... So that so that event actually caused your decline in your mental health from then on. Okay, and so what was your life? It's a bit hard as you were a child, but what was your life before that? How has that changed you? So what was what, what were you like at, at the age of eleven before this event happened? I, w- I would have been pretty easygoing and um, happy. 
did were, were you did you have friends did you have a, a close group of friends I've always had lots of friends okay yeah. that's good so never bullied at school or anything like that no okay, I was very excellent. fortunate so everything was good in life until this particular event happened. Okay, I wanted to just make sure everyone's aware that uh, IPL aren't a mental health professionals, so I can't give advice in any way whatsoever. It's just a platform to bring your story to us and to, to let everyone know it's for awareness. So that's that you know that's what we're here for. And um, so let's let's go on. So so the event happened when you were eleven. Everything in life was fine up until that point. So let's start with. If you're happy to go on, what was the event that changed your life? This is going to be the hard one. If you don't want to say something or you find it difficult, please just stop me and don't answer. You don't have to go into particular things. You, this is your story. I want you to be comfortable with your story. I was um, molested at the age. Okay. And um, I didn't tell anyone until I was 19. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, that's a, that's a big burden to hold. And when I think about it, um, looking back, I realise that um, when people are, are abused, they can split into two, a fantasy and a reality. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So, the, so I just kept this secret and then eventually told my mum when I was 19 and they followed that up. Um, but yeah, I was incredibly shy. <laughs> can, can I can I just jump in there for a second? Were you bullied into not saying something? No, it was just uh, to keep the secret. And you, you were told to keep it as a secret. Yeah, you feel that you're to blame or you've done. Oh right, and and can I? Oh, I don't know whether I'm allowed to ask this, and please knock me down if I can't. Was it someone that you knew? Yes. Was it a close family member? No. Okay, fine. All right, let's leave it at that. Um, okay, go on with your story. Yes. So I was really shy anyway, and um, I, mum and dad really encouraged me to follow my nursing, which was really good for me because I came out of my um, shyness because now there's patients that I need to look after. Um, I got married, jumping forward, and um, I was incredibly sad. And... Um, I won't go into details because my husband passed away on the 7th of Feb 2019. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, yeah. And during part of our marriage, which wasn't the happiest always, I put myself on a herb called St John's Wort. Okay. And I was on it for two years on quite a high dose and it did help me with my depression. Um a little while later, I was at work, I was working in a very stressful ward in, in the hospital. And um, I, it was, became all too much for me, the stress and everything. Mm -hmm. And I went into work and um, just basically collapsed and they sent me home. Wow. I went um, to see my GP who tried me straight away on antidepressants. Well, so you, were you taking that with the St John's ward? Yes. Okay. And um, some strange things were happening to me mm. and, and my mind in my – I just felt very frightened. So I, <laughs> I asked for a, an ambulance to be rung because I knew something wasn't right. Okay. They sent me home saying it was a panic attack. Anyway, w went to a GP for quite a few months, got tried on all sorts of – medications because it was mm. 
like depression. It was depression. Yep. And um, wasn't anxiety at that stage. Um, so I stayed at home with mum and dad. They kept my job open for nearly eight months. Wow, that's great. Amazing support from my staff. And uh, it was very stressful on mum and dad. Dad had just retired and they were keeping an eye on me because I was yep. having suicidal thoughts. Oh, okay, yep. So I just didn't want them to worry, so I appeared that I was getting better, okay. so I didn't look yep. like I was going downhill. Mm. And for the first time, they both decided to go out. Oh. On a Sunday morning, they went to church. Yeah. Now, I had these incredible thoughts, I have to do it, and I have to do it now. Mm. And... I knew that there was a rope in the shed Gosh. and um, tried to hang myself. Okay. However, everything went black. I kicked the, the chair away and I, I had like a surge of adrenaline and that, that I just lifted the noose off my head. Wow. Um, I actually believe to this day that it was a couple of angels. Okay. Seriously, it mm. just didn't make sense that I could get out of that um, situation. Yeah. Anyway, obviously I needed to go back. I needed to go into hospital, which yep. I did. And did someone call? Did you call an ambulance at that point, or did someone find you? No, mum and dad took me. That okay. was it. They took me in my the state that I was in. Yeah. Took me. Uh, fortunately, I got admitted, which is Thank amazing goodness. to get admitted. Yeah. And the psych. Psychiatrist that was there was absolutely brilliant. He recognised it as serotonin shock. Okay. I'd Can you explain what that is? I'd got too much. I hadn't come off the St John's Wort for ah, a couple of weeks right. before going on to the synthetic antidepressant. Yeah, that, that, that interested me. As soon as you said you were taking both, I thought, well, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that, but that's interesting. Mm. It was very frightening. And, um, yeah, I came off of the med medications that they were trialling me on, which were making me very confused. After two weeks, I was just left on the one antidepressant. Yeah. And that was it. I was out within two weeks. Wow. And all, and a month or two later, I came became a lot better. Yeah. And went on with my life. That's excellent. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Did you did, so you've taken so you 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 were only taking the one medication you came right off the St John's Wort yeah you're taking one medication and how did it go from once you left the hospital it just did things go back to normal yeah it, I, they let they let me out just before Christmas and by February I mum and dad wanted to go to Albany and I thought I would say yes for them I'd never left the house mm. and I. Just walking up the main street in Albany, I just started to feel better, like myself. Wow. And I said, Mum, I feel okay. She says, well, just wait and see. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> and I did. I did. I, I, I went on to, you know, live a normal life. Oh. I was working. I was a wife. And, um, but then there was another event okay let's just go to the, the I just want to clear, go through the first event first so so from going from so do you think it was a St John's wart with the medication that has caused you to feel suicidal it was not or not really it just it, it just was very very unsettling what it was was a combination of different 
trying different antidepressants yeah, yeah. that weren't working. Okay. And a lot of them were just saying... And the event that uh, when you were 11, again, tell me if I'm overstepping the mark, the, the event at 11, has that been dealt with uh, legally in any way? It was followed up. It has been followed yeah. up. Okay. And have you been able to move on from that? Um, oh, I don't know whether that... I don't think you ever do, but you um, know what I'm trying to say. I thought I did, but no. Okay. My friend pointed out that maybe I didn't. Okay. And now I'm actually getting counselled. Oh, good. I was just so going to say that was my next point. You are getting some professional help for that. like three weeks ago. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And you're finding that helpful? Very helpful. Excellent. Very Excellent. Helpful. Okay, so, so the next event... Was uh, how old were you then? Much later, mm. much later. Um, I was, was married, and um, my husband was becoming very, very unwell, and mm. he ended up in hospital in 2016 mm. with fluid retention of 90 kilos. Wow! Wow! 90 kilos of fluid. Yep. Oh my gosh! It was put down that. Uh, maybe he was overeating, and he wasn't eating actually much at all. He felt so unwell. I took him into emergency, uh, called the ambulance three times, and they didn't take it too seriously wow. until I asked his Scottish mother to come with me, and I said I can't bring him home this time; he's unwell. And they put his that the we were so fortunate that a heart specialist came past, mm. and he put his thumb into Graham's leg, and it was like plasticine. <gasps> Wow. He'd had severe sleep apnea from being a child. Oh, gosh. And so his, wow. heart, his heart wasn't coping. His kidneys weren't pushing the fluid out. His urine output was... Because he, he was right in the hospitals, he never said that his urine output was... Oh, you're kidding. ...so low. So, so that's a huge amount of stress that you're under, you know, with that and having to... So he was in hospital for a while... Quite a while, and they managed to drain that fluid off, but it was a pretty awful journey for him. And, um, it, well, I didn't, the specialist didn't feel that he was going to live much longer. Mm, okay. When they sort of said goodbye to me, they mm. felt that. But he went on to live another three years. Wow, that's amazing. Was he, he was able to come home? And yeah, he came home, but he was... He was on oxygen, mm. he, he was on fluid restrictions, wow. he wasn't happy. And he said to me, he says, look, would you do it if it came to that? Oh, gosh. It, didn't co- it did actually come to that. Wow. So he went back in in 2019 and he's really, really, really sick by now. Um, and he, he was in ICU for 16 days. Mm. And yeah. So, so what was the medical condition that it that started it? Did, what what was the problem that started the fluid the retention? From what reason? From the heart not pumping. Oh, I see. From from going without oxygen minutes sometimes in the night with wow. sleep apnea. I see. They had to put him on a full face mask. Oh gosh. He didn't have a very good time of it at all. So how, how, how were you over this time? I mean, it's a huge amount of stress. Just visiting someone in a hospital is quite, you know, tiring. But to go in daily in just to visit in hospital and worry about him, but then also him coming home and you having to be his nurse while he's, while, while he's at home. Did, he, did you have any other help? I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> did you have any other help at that time? Yes, Silver Chain had to come out because they also had these huge venous leg ulcers that were weeping, size of saucer. Oh, gosh. 
blisters the size oh of saucers because, because he, his skin was absorbing the fluids mm. now leaking out. It was a mess. So they came and did the backs of his legs. Okay. Did you have any, any other assistance like housework or no. nothing like that? So you're doing your normal routine plus being a nurse for your husband. And plus I was trying to keep his job. We were living caretakers, oh storage units. Oh, gosh. And managers of... I don't know how many storage units. So oh, I was, okay. I was uh, keeping things going in the office. I was very silly. I, the help would have been there if I asked. Wow. And I should have said, look, Definitely. I can't do both. So that's taken a toll on you for sure. Yeah. Um, and then obviously your husband's passed. And how have things been for you after that point? He, His death was, it was very special at the end, if I can say that. He, 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 everything he wanted to say to all his loved ones, he said. That's good. And um, he just wanted to make sure that I would be okay. Yeah. And that first year after he passed away, peacefully with his loved ones around him, um, I hadn't dealt with it at all. Okay. For at least a year, nearly to the day of the anniversary of his death, 7th of February. Yeah. And then after that, I suddenly I was going downhill from okay. February to September mm-hmm. 2019. Yep. To the point where I was going into a very bad depression late September and I was at home and I was due to meet two very close friends for brunch. But I saw this bottle of tablets. Mm. And I thought I've got to take them. But my friend had rang and said, "Where are you?" Oh, right. So interrupted that process yeah. or that thought process? And I was a mess. I couldn't even get dressed properly or brush my okay. hair. I drove there, which fortunately was just 10, 15 minutes away, mm, goodness. and collapsed and they took me to emergency. Okay, good. And then I ended up in a mental health facility. Okay. How, I've, I've, I've only visited mental health facilities. How was that, if you don't mind me asking, how was that being there as a patient? My treatment, my journey was... Very, like I can't complain at all. The nurses were mm. so patient. That's good. Yeah, they were, most of them were fantastic, really. And so, was it, was it group therapy or medication or all of the above? All. Okay, all of the above. So, you come out of that, so how long were you in there for? Altogether six months. Six months, gosh, okay. So, after the six months, You've walked it out the door, they've given you your medication, you've been in group therapy. How were you feeling at that point? Were you ready to move on? The first time they tried to discharge me was two weeks before Christmas. Oh, gosh. And they were asking me to help decorate the Christmas tree and I couldn't and I I was so frightened. Wow. Because I knew I was being discharged. Oh, okay. I didn't feel ready and I kept saying, I don't know if I'm ready. Okay, so did they take that on board or did they just say it's time for you to go... Oh, really? They just took you out the door? The beds are so... Like, the beds. Oh, it's gosh. the beds, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, so, how did you deal with that right before Christmas? Do you, do you have family support? I'm very, very, very blessed. Family support. And oh, very that's good. close friends that are my family. And this couple that I've known since I was 17 took me in. They'd gone out one day and I'd walk down to the beach to try and drown myself. Oh, I was missing goodness. for six hours. Wow. Third degree sunburn. Oh, my goodness. And ended up back in. So this was straight away after getting out? A few weeks. Oh, a few weeks yeah. before. Oh, okay. After getting out. 
Were you taking Were you taking medication yep. as instructed? Yep. Okay. So, so you've gone back into the same facility. Yes. What's just a different it? room? Okay, fine. So, what changed at that point? Did they do anything different? I'd ask. I'd ask to come off a certain tablet that I'd felt was making me want to take my life, and and they did. Wow. Uh, the treatment changed. Um, the psychiatrist, I believe, changed, and the medication changed. And um, come come New Year's Eve, Mum and Dad wanted to take me out. Yep. So I went out with them, mm. and I almost felt myself. So now it's January. Yep. Thirty foot. Uh, yeah. New Year's Eve. I went. You know, they took me to the foreshore. I, mm. I, I felt like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> but then when they took me back, it was right surreal. I went right back into wow, that. Wow, that's funny. Anyway, it was now January the 1st and I was thinking, oh, let me be, well, let me th- this, you know, let this mm. be permanent. Yeah. So I just got down on my knees in that cold room and said, God, you're going to have to help me because nobody else can. Mm. Not medicine, not psychiatrist, not nothing. And um, then everything seemed to change dynamics from then on and come... February about February the fourteenth. Mm. Yeah, the they had to they had to put me on ECT. That was the last thing, mm-hmm. just to get that's is that electric. Yeah, Can electric you, what's shock therapy. Okay, fine. Yep. Just to recharge. Yep. They don't know how it works, but it does work for some people. Did it work for you? And it did. Okay, I good. Couldn't believe it. Wow. Um, that was the final thing. Some of the staff and the doctor was asking enough for that to take place. So. And so that was 2019, we're still 2019? No, it's now 20. It's February of 20. February of 20, sorry, it was the year after, sorry. Yes, you did say that. Okay, so you've had the therapy, shock therapy, you've, you're still on any medication at this point? Yes. Okay, still on medication and they've said, okay, it's time for you to go. We need the bed, as they usually would say. You've walked out the door, how are you feeling now? Quite good, quite good. I was ready to go at that point. Yeah, I, I, I'd surprised everybody. Good. Yeah. And, and has that? Have you been on that same journey since two thousand and twenty? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. In fact, I went back at Christmas that year twenty. Yeah. With big tin of chocolates for the stuff. Oh, that's fantastic! And I'm so was, pleased. And they were so pleased because I was like a permanent resident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They knew my name all right. Oh, that's brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic. That's very inspirational. I really love that. So you're in a good place now? I, I mean, you have your ups and downs. Everyone has yeah. your ups and downs. But in you know yourself inside yeah. if, if you're in a good place. Yeah. I just want to add this thing that um, during my time there, I, became, I, I developed this extreme anxiety that I couldn't breathe. And that's all the staff heard. I can't breathe. You're breathing. Mm. No, I can't. I can't swallow. I couldn't swallow anything other than yogurt wow. for months. Mm. And um, yeah, they just said about the deep breathing. And I, you know, if you, I just want to say, if if you feel that, you know, that anxiety, mm. Mm. Um, there is help 
for that and and depression please ask for help absolutely and I, I just wanted to say that um, with um Juliet's uh, story if anything has triggered you in any way whatsoever after hearing that story I'm just going to give out a couple of phone numbers if you're needing any any extra assistance so lifeline is 13 11 14 we've got suicide callback number which is 1300 659 467 uh, men's line one three hundred seven eight nine nine seven eight, or Beyond Blue one three hundred two two four six three six. If you've got any triggers from that story, please, please ask for some help. There's plenty of people out there that can help you out. Even if you feel that you're alone, please pick up that phone. It's all private and confidential, and I'm sure someone can. Well, I'm hoping someone out there will be able to help you out. So I really appreciate you coming in today. That was a very courageous story to bring on air. I know you're a bit nervous about coming in and I, I, I really do appreciate the fact that you're so courageous in bringing that story. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to your story or to let everyone, anyone know before, before you go today? Because I don't want you leaving here and thinking that, oh gosh, I should have said something or I forgot to say this, I forgot to say that. So this is your moment to top that off or finish it off or say anything you'd like to say. I just want you to know that you are not alone. And please reach out. Never be ashamed to ask for help. There is hope and there is help. And um, I just want to thank Mum and Dad and my friends for never giving up on me. And that's it. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Now, when um, I organised for Juliet to come in, she actually um, organised for a, a song to come on, I believe. So hopefully it'll work this time because last time I did this for somebody, it didn't actually work. So I would like you to introduce her, Juliet. Yes, please. Go for it. When I was younger, I, from being a little girl, I, I used to want to fix things. And now, through this journey, I'm now 57, I realise it's not my job to fix people. I can't, but I can be there to listen and love. So the song is? is fix You by Coldplay. Thank you, Julie. I appreciate it. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. That was Juliet's song that she requested, Fix You by Coldplay. Thank you so much for coming in, Juliet. A very courageous lady for coming in to tell us your story. So let's do a little bit of an upbeat from, for a little while. Let's listen to some at music. Adam and the Ants. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. And that was finally Ant Music by Adam and the Ants. I'm getting my technical stuff mucked up today. Sorry about that. Anyway, we're getting there eventually. So thanks for listening to Mish at um, Good Vibrations here at IPL Radio. Um, my next song is my absolute favourite band. If anyone anyone who knows me knows that Pseudo Echo is my absolute favourite band and they're from Melbourne. And they're actually playing, playing this Saturday here in WA. Uh, they're actually going to be at the Astor Theatre um, tomorrow, which is the 5th of November. Um, so I would suggest you get online and get some of those tickets. That's Pseudo Echo uh, tomorrow, Saturday, at the Astor Theatre. So you can actually go on to Facebook and get the Pseudo Echoes group um, page or I'm sure the Astor Theatre have somewhere on their webpage that you can look up their tickets. But this is my favourite ones. I love Funky Funky Town and I love Pseudo Echo. Pseudo Echo got so many great songs. Funky Town is just one that most people know. But listen, they should listen to a lot more. They have some awesome music. So this is my boys, Pseudo Echo, Funky Town. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio.
Okay, thank you for joining me on Good Vibrations this afternoon, Fridays from 12 till 3. I feel a little bit stressed, to be honest with you. It's my second show and I've had people in for interviews today. I'm a little on edge. So I apologise if I've been making any mistakes today. I promise I'll get better. Anyway, this next song I want to play for you is Out of Mind, Out of Sight um, because today is the anniversary, unfortunately, that uh, James Freud passed away in 2010. He was the uh, bass player but he also actually uh, wrote... Out of mind, out of sight, and yeah, he passed away through suicide, unfortunately, the 4th of November in 2010. So let's uh, pay tribute to James Freud uh, from The Models. More music, better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Cool, that was pop music. And I have no idea who played it. <laughs> anyway, I really like that bit of music, that was quite fun. Um, so, my Music in between 12 and 3 o'clock is called um, Good Vibrations and I enjoy playing 80s music if you don't already know. I love my 80s and also I want to um, fill up my three hours with people coming in and telling their inspirational mental health stories. So if you're one of those people that would like to come in and tell me your story and be courageous, please um, send an email to info at iplradio.org.au that's info at iplradio.org.au. You can either give us your information so we can contact you in relation to coming in and being on air, or you can type me up your story and I'll read it on air for you if you're not able to come in. Uh, we're at the Rockingham, just outside the Rockingham Shopping Centre here in Perth. Um, I'd love to hear your stories. So please, if you are overseas or interstate, uh, I'd love to hear those stories. You know, I don't want to miss, miss out on hearing them because you can't come in. So please write them out. Uh, and uh, be courageous and, and let us know your inspirational stories. That would be fantastic. So that was um, email info at iplradio.org.au. I want to make this a platform for people to to give their stories and for people to become aware of mental health. So that's what I want to fill my three hours in on a Friday afternoon. So that was pop music and I'm going to play, this is another one, great one of mine. In fact, I love all these ones that I've got. This is Iran with A Flock of Seagulls. Coming to you from Rockingham, IPL Radio. Yes, you're listening to Good Vibrations with Mish uh, from 12 till 3 on a Friday. This is my second show, so I've been a little bit anxious about it today. So I apologise if I've made any mistakes. I promise you I will get better. Um, the best thing about being a radio presenter is I can play all my favourite music. I can dance away to it and there's no one to tell me off. Well, I suppose the boss can tell me off. But anyway, it's fantastic being able to play my old music that I enjoy. There's actually an 80s night coming up on tomorrow night, which is Saturday night at the Charles Hotel. It's called 80s Inc. INC. I'm actually going to it. I've been to them a number of times and they're fantastic. They play all the 80s hits. So that's the Charles Hotel, which is tomorrow night, and it's called 80s Inc. INC. If you're interested in 80s, they are worth going to, I promise you. I've been a hand, two handfuls of times. They are terrific. That's at the Charles tomorrow. So I hope to catch up with some of you there. Um, my session from 12 to 3 is about the 80s music, but I also want it to be more about inspiring people through their mental health 
journeys. So if you've ever got, if you've got a story that you can bring into us and, and talk on air about your journey through your mental health, I would love to have you coming in. We're at the Rockingham Shopping Centre or just outside the Rockingham Shop- Shopping Centre. Or if you'd like to just type up your story and send it in via email, we can uh, read it on air for you if you like. That would be fantastic. Uh, obviously, both both ways would be extremely courageous and I would appreciate that. But if you'd like to email us on info at iplradio.org.au that's info at iplradio.org.au. Use the subject line of Good Vibrations with Mish and I'll be able to contact you or read out your stories as soon as I am available to do so. So let's get on to a little bit more music. This is another awesome one you don't hear very often. I'll play it and I know where you're, I know what movie it's coming from. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Oh my gosh, don't we love that? Um, and you know what movie that was from. It was made famous through the, um, the Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is an awesome 80s movie that came out in 1986. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you watch that. It's a classic 80s movie, that one. So that was Oh Yeah, and it's sung by Yellow. You never really get to hear about them, but yeah, Yellow. So that's Oh Yeah. Let's listen to the hit That Perfect Beat by Bronski Beat. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Oh my gosh, that was Rocket by Herbie Hancock. When was the last time you heard that? <laughs> Probably back in the 80s. I love that bit of music. Um, I wanted to put this next song out to a, a friend of, of ours here at IPL. Um, he's always in the office and he needs a little bit in, of encouragement. So Brenton, if you can hear me, this one's for you. Coming to you from Rockingham, IPL Radio. Oh my gosh, that was another great song, Too Shy by Kaja Gugu. Okay, so that's probably the end of my session today. That's my three hours from 12 till 3. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you love the stories that we had of the interviewees in today with their inspirational stories. They were fantastic and I appreciate them coming in. Very courageous. So if you do would like, if you'd also like to come in and, and tell me your story on air, or if you'd just like to write your story up and email it to us, just please contact us at info at iplradio.org.au. That's info at iplradio.org.au. And just subject line at Good Vibrations with Mish. And someone or myself will contact you and we'll organise to uh, either come in and, and have a chat or, or read out your messages over the uh, over the air. That would be absolutely fantastic. So I'm actually um, changing over now to Cheryl. Cheryl's coming in with her Dancing Around the Decades, is that correct? Dancing Through the Decades. Hi, De- yeah. <laughs> Cheryl, how are you going? <laughs> um, so what decades are we on today or did you just do a mix? It's a mix. It's um, it's We're just doing a mix of a few horsey songs because it was oh, Melbourne, Melbourne Cup. Cup it yeah. sort of goes because Melbourne Cup's one day but then the races go on. Absolutely. So it's a whole week, isn't it? Spring Carnival. Spring Carnival. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Horsies today. Yeah. Tally who? Tally And then just a general mix of bits of everything. Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> if I find a piece of music, I'm just going to put it on. And poor Ricky. Ricky, your uh, co host. He's here and he will be here. He's, 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 got had a, he's got a sore foot and he has to be dropped in today yeah. by somebody's. But he's on his way. So I'm going to play my last song today, which will be Sunglasses at Night 
by Corey Hart, and I believe he passed away also. Um, so, Corey Hart, sunglasses at night. I'll say goodbye, and you'll be with Cheryl after this song. See you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio.